the 11th episode of Cooking with the Wood Sisters. The Wood Sisters are glad to be part of Michael Funky's monthly The Radical Songbook Podcast. I'm Sally Wood, and I'm in the kitchen today with my sister, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. What autumn recipe are you going to share with us today? Thanks for asking, Sally. I've been um, wishing for some comfort food now that the temperature is going down. So I recently made relatively healthy macaroni and cheese. And that's what I'm going to share today. And I'm going to start with the ingredients, which are one 16-ounce box of penny pasta or a gluten-free pasta of your choice. And I find a gluten-free pasta, I think it's Berea, B-A-R-I-L-L-A, at Target, actually. And it comes in a 12-ounce box, which makes plenty for two dinners for Michael and me. So one 12 to 16-ounce box of penny pasta, and then two cups of one-inch cubed butternut squash. I found bags of organic, I don't know if they're organic, so I'm going to take that back, of frozen butternut squash, which works well for me. I just set it out on the counter to thaw before I start making the macaroni and cheese. And actually, the title of this recipe is Butternut Squash Macaroni and Cheese. So we've got the penny pasta, butternut squash, and then two cups of unsweetened almond milk. I don't eat or drink dairy, so that's what I use. You could substitute 2% milk if you want. And one half cup of low-sodium vegetable broth is the next ingredient. Of course, I change that too and use whatever broth I have. I usually have a low-sodium chicken broth in the refrigerator, so that's usually my go-to. And then I shred a half a cup of sharp cheddar cheese that's aged considerably. The last I used was aged three years. That usually is fine for me if I use a cheese that's very aged or some variation of uh, Swiss cheese. And usually we have Jarlsberg in our house, so that's another cheese I've used in this recipe, and I've liked that too. And the final two ingredients are a half a teaspoon of salt and a half a teaspoon of pepper. The recipe is really quite easy. It does make a mess because you're using sort of a lot of equipment. You know, whatever. It tastes good. So preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit if you're going to bake the macaroni and cheese right after you put it together. I sometimes put it together and then refrigerate it until it's time for dinner. Cook the pasta until al dente according to the package directions. I really try to watch it carefully, so I'm taking it, I'm draining it and running it under cold water before it really even, just before it's al dente, because it's going to cook more when you have it in the liquid sauce and it's in the oven. I drain it, I rinse it under cold water, drain it again, and return it to the pan I've cooked it in. And then while the pasta water is heating up and the um, pasta is cooking in a, actually it's a, you only need a medium saucepan, depends on the size, I guess, of your saucepan. The original recipe calls for a large saucepan. In whatever saucepan... Sorry, Sal, I just dropped the phone. <laughs> so, okay. In whatever saucepan you're going to use, combine this butternut squash with the milk of your choice, the two cups of milk, and the one-half cup of low-sodium vegetable or chicken broth. And then cook that over medium heat for 10 minutes or until the squash is soft. If you're using previously frozen squash, it's going to get soft relatively quickly, probably within that 10 minutes. Then remove it from the heat, cool slightly, and pour it into a blender 
with the shredded cheese, salt, and pepper. Vent the lid slightly and blend until all the ingredients are blended, which I see I left that out. Maybe not. I'll have to relook at my recipe when I'm done. So pour the cheese sauce over the pasta and mix well. And then you can spread it into a cast iron skillet that will hold all of it well, of course. It's going to expand a pitch while it's baking. It also fits in a 13 by 9 inch baking dish coated with nonstick cooking spray. I use two, actually, 9 by 9 inch baking dishes. 8 by 8 inch baking dishes would work too. So for um, the two people in my family, we can have two meals. And mm-hmm. an optional ingredient is to spread more shredded cheese on top, which I always do. So I grate a second half cup and divide it between my two 9 by 9 inch baking dishes. And then stick one of your baking dishes into the oven and bake for 20 minutes until it's bubbling. They use it for a simple dinner. I usually also cook some previously or frozen veggie to go alongside and have some kind of fresh fruit for dessert, which, you know, it's macaroni and cheese, so it's relatively hearty. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Oh, good. The recipe will be available on Michael's website along with our um, recording so people can go there to look at the ingredients and directions anytime they want. Do you have any questions, Sally? Partly questions, partly suggestions. I don't know. Recently, I don't know how recently, but somewhere along the line, I heard somebody say to, to cook your pasta one or two minutes less than it tells you. And I've been doing that, and it comes out really good usually. Like you said, just under al dente. So I just take a minute or two off of the lower end of the scale on the pasta, and it usually comes out just great. You could use other squashes too, if you you know if you had like delicata or even um, those cute little patty pan or summer squash, and just saute those a bit before you whiz them up with the the blender. Do you think you would have to peel them first? No. Because the skins are soft, all of them, you can eat the skin. I've even heard where you can bake and eat the skins on an acorn squash as well, that once they're baked, they're really soft, and then you get that that extra taste and fiber from keeping the peels on. And what else is I going to say? Oh, does it get brown and bubbly on the top when you bake it, or just mostly bubbly? Thank you for asking that, because I've taken to putting um, a loose, piece of used aluminum foil just loosely over the top for the first 15 minutes and then taking that off for the last or maybe the first I was going to say for the last five minutes but maybe you can um, divide the baking in the the time in half half with aluminum foil half without because Uh when I bake it without aluminum foil some of the pasta gets really what would the word be like hard actually Yeah, so I want to keep that soft. And it does bubble around the edges, uh, for sure, I know. And the cheese on top, you know, melts too, of course, in that hot oven. Original recipe calls for a 400-degree oven. So, And I know in some of the time I just bake it in a 350-degree oven and extend the time until it's bubbling. Mm-hmm. So that, I think you have um, to extend the yeah. time, too, if you're... 
baking it from it being in the fridge if you've made it ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I don't know, being who I am, if I'm taking it right out of the fridge, I don't turn the oven on until um, I put the baking pan in the oven and then I turn it on. Mm-hmm. So I do that, too. I think we've talked about this before, but to instead of having to put stuff into a blender and back out again, if you have a immersion blender, you can just... Oh, in the pan, right. Pan. Yeah, and I've, I've never paid, right. full, paid full price for an immersion blender. I've always been able to find them at, at my St. Vinny's or second-hand store. So that's another thing. If people think they might want to use one, they could look mm-hmm. there and get it for $5 or less. And they really well, are good for blending soups and beans and all sorts of stuff. Thank you for that tip. That's a good one. I should also mention that this recipe, the original recipe, came from Lou's uh, book, cookbook titled Lose Weight by e- by Eating by Audrey Johns, and it was copyrighted in 2020. And I cut the recipe out of a insert in our local paper, and I always write down the date and exactly where I got it from, except I didn't this time. So, <laughs> sorry. I don't, sorry. I'm sure, I imagine, which I haven't done if you Google it, but it's squash mac and cheese by... Audrey Johns, it would probably pop up online, too. And thank you, Audrey Johns. Sounds delicious, like I said. I'm going to give it a try. I think it's a good and easy fall recipe, and if you have older, like, if you have teens who are interested in learning to cook, it's probably a good one. I would just, you know, just caution that draining the water, the boiling water into the colander. You have to, you know, carrying the pan from the stove to the sink. You have to make sure your student is capable of doing that. Or giving them some help. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Uh, Good job. Do you want to start on the conclusion? Thank you for joining Catherine and me for our 11th episode of Cooking with the Wood Sisters. Catherine and I plan to return to the Radical Songbook podcast next month. Please look for this episode and the last few months' episodes of Cooking with the Wood Sisters on Michael Funke's website, theradicalsongbook.com. Don't forget to include the the at the beginning, please. You can also find the last few months of our uh, typed recipes on that website. Our delightful theme music is by my friend Joyce Restis. And until next time, keep feeding your bellies and your souls.